This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result. You'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast. I am Stanford Chidge and this is our, our little kind of uh, moonlighting that JK and I do. Uh, I say occasionally, it's been every bloody week uh, because it's our email show. It's called In Off The Post and it's where uh, JK and I trawl, sift through the Chelsea Fancast mailbag from the last week or so. Uh, and as I said, we, we often read the emails out on our normal show on a Monday. But when we have so many which we have, for which we are very grateful, then we kind of decide let's stick them all into a separate show because then we can uh, give them the uh, the credit and do them the justice that they deserve. Anyway, without further ado, a warm welcome on this snowy day to the lovely Jonathan Kidd, who is, as always, wrapped up for any cold weather. Shabby <laughs> chic. Shabby, is it shabby chic or shabby homeless look? I, I can't decide. It's both actually, Chinch, and it's also it's also because I like to to be cool, so therefore I'm cool while being hot, but I like being hot as well. Hey, I think the use of the words is completely wrong here, but you know what I mean. No, I'm um, um, I've actually got a heater on, even though I've still got my coat and my hat on, but um, it's that cold. But uh, no, I find it you know it it warms the inner me. So hey. That's what we want. We want the inner JK to be warmed. And, we do. Uh, there we go. And uh, I think we should read the first email, JK. Here we go. Hi, Chidge and JK. I thought the heading might catch the eye. This is from Lee Beaver. The heading was excited, by the way. 
Oh, was it? I you didn't put that on there. Yeah, excited. Yeah, I am. I'm. Well, I'm. I'm caught by that, Lee. No, I'm not crazy. So the excitement is, alas, nothing to do with our currently awful team. Hmm. I refer instead to the weekend in more general fashion. For the last twenty years, I've lived in Fuerteventura. As such, my trips to the bridge are typically limited to three per season or four if I manage a bonus midweek league cup or European tie. This Friday, I touched down at Stansted once again with dirty Leeds bastards awaiting me the following day. My dad and I will be at the game together with my good friend Dave at the bargain price of 120 quid each. Indeed. Yep. By the time I got through the virtual waiting room, it was Westview only. Nobody wants to to buy any of the Westview. They all seem to be available as a consequence. I can't think for why that might be, Jake. Why would that be? Yeah, what the fuck? It's a a conundrum. Uh, Never mind. I'm happy just to be there and we'll make the best of it, whatever the result. Sunday was a trickier call with a cup final at Selhouse Park shunned in favour of a quick return to West London. The lure of meeting you guys in the flesh, not to mention a certain Mr. Canneville, was too good to decline. I was only 12 when Paul signed for Chelsea in my third season as a match-attending supporter. So in summary, yes, I am excited. Thank you so much for arranging these events and for your passionate and entertaining podcast. See you Sunday, Lee. And we saw you, Lee, and you were absolutely lovely. And you're a sweet man. And... uh, um, and we want to see you again because you were uh, you were uh, um, your knowledge and um, and cheerfulness and bonhomie was fantastic. I echo everything that JK says there. We were we were delighted to meet Lee at the Paul Carnival uh, gig. He sat in the front. He asked some brilliant questions uh, and we had a lovely chat with him as well afterwards. And I found out, as Lee said, he he he. he He's been living in the Canary Islands for the last 20 years. And, of course, I went on my little holly bobs in January to uh, Lanzarote and absolutely loved it. So I said Lee is a very lucky man, but he's well, a lovely, lovely fellow. I'm, and what you don't know, JK, because I didn't put two and two together because my, my, yes. my stupid, poor, overworked brain is so addled. But Lee was one of the contributors to uh, the big Stamford Chidge sleepout. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so well done Lee for that I'm, I don't know if I thanked you at the time but if I didn't I'm thanking you now but I'm also going to try and keep in touch with Lee because he, he comes over maybe three or four times a year for a game and uh, I think he might be coming back for uh, I think the Forest game rings a bell so I'm going to try and maybe organise a Troubadour gig for when he's over again because I know he'd love to come along and he, he really loves them so there we go and we love them too it was a fantastic uh, fun afternoon with Canners wasn't it yeah brilliant absolutely fantastic yeah yeah, these 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 um, every single one of them at the Troubadour has been um, s- such a revelation and also uh, uh, the kind of joyous aspect of it, because all the players have been so accessible and so friendly and um, uh, and have been so willing to to communicate with us. It's been great, really enjoyable afternoons. Well, we're we're at the moment. Me and Mark are thinking that it might be uh, Gary Chivers next, or even Johnny Boyle, or quite possibly a double header with Colin Pates and Johnny Bumstead, which would yeah. be fun, wouldn't it? All would be fun. All of those. All of those would be fun. Oh, Johnny cool. Boyle would be great because he um, obviously direct contact with the sixties and the early seventies. Um, fascinating era to be a Chelsea fan. And um, with some great players, he played with some fantastic players, great stories. Um, uh, Gary Chivers in the 70s when it wasn't going so well. And apparently he's a he's a great raconteur. Um, and um, 
Pates and Johnny B are, are, a, are a terrific pair. I've met them a couple of times when they've been doing their perambulations around the bridge in an ambassadorial role, and they're they're sweet guys. And obviously, they've got such a uh, a plethora, an abundance of stories. So it's um, that would be a really good event as well. They're all they're, yeah, I'm, I, I'm loving these. I have to say, they're great. It'll be, it'll be one of those. I mean, I, I got a personal kind of uh, not preference, but I absolutely adore Johnny Bumstead. I adore him. I mean, I just loved him as a player because he was there for such a long time. hes I think he's one of the most underrated players. I said this when I interviewed him for the Chelsea specials, but I think he's one of the most underrated players Chelsea have ever had. I mean, he was a super... I mean, he kept Gazza in his pocket towards the end of his career in about 1990, and Gazza was at the peak of his powers. I mean, Bunners is a fucking superb player. Anyway, enough. More of that later. Now, we don't have an email next, JK. No, I've noticed. No, we, we had a PDF from the legend of the Discord community, which is Loz Barnes. And it is. It looks like bingo. Chelsea fancast bingo, but Loz has kind of turned it from bingo into a drinking game. And I, I, I just thought this is hilarious. This has got to come to light. So you need to take notes if you're listening to this. It's in a, in a box formation, okay? Uh, and at the top of the box, you have sip, sip, down it, shot, Sip, sip, sip. So I think that I think that that Loz is presuming that we are drinking a pint, uh, and I have an occasional shot of whatever your favourite shot is as well by the side. And uh, under sip, okay, I shall just read them out going down. All right. So Loz's idea is that when you hear these things, you do what he instructs you to do, which is either sip down it or, or have a shot. So under sip. JK misses live. <laughs> uh, and then he's got all of our us in there too. So I'm presuming that when they're on the show. So if you find out they're on the show, you have a sip. So uh, Adam, uh, Tony Glover, uh, the F word gets, we, we drop an F bomb. That, that You have to have a sip when you hear an F bomb drop. Mark Worrell, uh, Dan Silver, Chidge eats something. So apparently I eat things a lot. Uh, when we say we are shit. Uh, oh, actually, I don't know who he, Jono Sam. I don't know who he was talking about there. But anyway, I'll talk to Loz about that because we've got Jono Adam here. A chidge rant. You have to have a sip when you hear a chidge rant. Um, if you hear any of these, you have to down it in one. Uh, Alex Churchill. Your name being checked on the podcast. So if we said Loz Barnes, he'd have to down his pint. Uh, Chelsea win. Ask gravy. You're on mute, usually followed by JK. Uh, so that would be a down it. A shot would be early start. So if we actually start before we're supposed to on uh, on Mixler. Dropping the C-bomb. Uh, we defend Potter. Alex is drunk. Uh, Potter's fired. Uh, and then the rest are all sips. So Chidge and JK have a tiff. Like that ever happens. <laughs> Honestly, Laws, that never happens. Dean Mears, Dane Whittle, Clayton Beerman. A JK rant? Never happens, Laws, honestly. Uh, Ken Bates, Tommy Tuchel, Tony Swears, Mark Meehan. Uh, Can I get a cuppa? Is what JK <laughs> often says at half time. Or you, you miss one out, actually, Laws, because you should have said, I'm just going for a wee. That's another JKism, and then finally the last column of sips is Alex's cat shows up. I thought that was very restrained of you, Laws. I would have put that another way. 
Liam, journo Liam, legacy fan, late start. Mate, we're always starting late. And Martin Wickham. So there you go. And it's in a grid system. And basically, if you connect any four of the boxes, okay, so let's say you got Tony Glover, We Are Shit, Chelsea Win, Defend Potter. You strike through those four boxes and you have to down a drink. So it's like a drinking game meets... Um, I mean, it's bingo. Do you know what this reminds me of, J.K.? In a, in a, and I, I feel really, really hu- uh, humbled that Loz has done this. This reminds me of Test Match Special when they did boycott bingo. Yes. You know, when it, you know, my mother could have hit that with a sticker rhubarb. You yes. know, remember that? Yes. yes. He couldn't catch a pork pie. You know, and all, all of that. So they all played boy, boycott bingo. Uh, so this is the Chelsea fancast version. I, I think we need to to to. Uh, uh, I think I will find some way to distribute this and people can play along. Maybe we can play along. Maybe we can cheat. Who knows? Maybe we'll just get horribly drunk. I don't know. What do you think? You have to do it with it. For me, it would have to be... Um, sherry. Something else. Yeah, I'm not even convinced sherry, really. Something. Mint tea. Uh, protein drink. <laughs> Banana milkshakes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But what do you think? You like it? It's a good idea. Very good idea. Funny. Yeah, well done, Loz. Great stuff. Uh, so there we go. We did watch out for that. We might even put it on the website, actually. That, that might be a good place for it. I don't know. Anyway, uh, J- uh, next email from you, Jake. Well, not the email's not from you, but you is reading it. It's from um, James Giffen. Uh, G'day, with a um, a question mark. So, no, it's, well, it's a bit of a cold day, actually, since you ask, James. Um, I'm writing this a good 24 hours or so before the game against the old enemy. I presume that's dirty leads, uh, bastards. Thought I'd leave the emails of dissatisfaction to other fans of the fan cast after another embarrassing loss to Leeds at home. But we won. Uh, we won. We won. Hey, oh, James. Um, being an expat in Perth, Australia, I'm surrounded by fans of weird-shaped inflated bags of leather. Sometimes the convicts, oh dear, like to have a bet on the weekend, just like the rest of the civilised world. One chap I worked with as a joiner was on about having a punt on the soccer. I said to him, put all your money, all your mother's money on Chelsea to lose to Southampton this weekend. He looked at the league table, looked back at me with bewilderment, shook, uh, and shock, I'm sorry. Yeah, and probably shook as well. How can a team bottom of the league beat a team like Chelsea, he asked. I simply said... We can't score and they're shit and have no manager. He made a tidy wedge of which he said he'd grab me a coffee with the winnings. <laughs> yes, indeed. Just as I'm writing this email, I'm watching Beauty and the Beast with my wife and two children. Oh, yeah. Um, tale as old as time sums up the mood at Chelsea at the moment. Only that song was more to do with things are looking up. In our predicament, things are going from tragic to tragedy. I appreciate tragedy. I appreciate what Todd and the rest of the new board are trying. <laughs> I truly am. But they've dropped an almighty bollock here. Tuchel had to go. He was stroppy and results weren't going well. Well, I'm not so sure about that. But anyway, uh, we were bottom of the Champions League group and the players were pissed off. The romantics among us were quite excited about GP taking over. Well, I'm not so sure about that. And as we know, it started fairly well, although not exactly emphatic. Uh, whatever your thoughts on tactics and um, um, 
um, expected goals. Only a fool can make a squad this good and talented into a relegation-threatened bunch of dossers. <laughs> I'm struggling to see where the crossroads are after the Spurs game. Surely that was the end, we all thought. But no, the Bowley master plan is still in place. Maybe he wants to sit in the director's box in various championship stadia next season. Yep, that's still a possibility. With the right manager in next season and the right players gone... Now, this is interesting, isn't it, this? Zayek, Hudson-Odoi, Aubameyang, Dave, Cheek, Havertz, Mondi, and probably another 10 or so. I've forgotten that there are there. A couple of new faces in. Christopher Nkunku, Declan Rice. And if we actually find one, a decent goal scorer, although not a number nine, we can and should win the league with this squad or at least go very close. Um, uh, I'm, uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Um, very quickly before we get to the end of it. Um, uh, Zayek, definitely. Adoy, definitely. Abamyang, definitely. Um, Dave will go. And I'm not so sure about Cheek and Havertz. And I think Mendy probably just because he won't sign a contract. And I think they need to get another goalie in. But yeah. I'll carry on. Um, uh, I think Ten Hag turning up at United and City showing there perhaps at the end of a cycle with just tiny adjustments away from a complete side. But sorry, Graham, this doesn't include you. I'm sure you've tried hard. This isn't the time for us to disappear like Liverpool did for 30 years. This is the time to get to the top and stay there. A season without midweek games next season will define us for years to come. And with the right manager starting Monday morning, he could lay the groundwork ready for late June, uh, stroke early July and hit the ground running. Appreciate all that you do. Many thanks, James Giffen. Um, I mean, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? So I'm going to sneeze a bit of a cold. Excuse me. One sec. Uh, sorry, Chidge. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. Bless, um, bless you. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, you, you chip in there. Get in there. Well, no, I was just thinking of the, 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 the people who are going. I mean, I would agree with most of that list. I don't I don't think Cheek will go, although, I mean, he's, he's doing a job. Uh, as we said uh, after the Leeds match, Havertz is, is frustrating, but... Um, I mean, we should actually fess up here. We're re we're recording this one after last night's tremendous win against Borussia Dortmund, which has, I think, shifted the goalposts considerably. We'll talk to you far more about that on Friday night, of course. But Havertz was outstanding against Dortmund. So, you know, I mean, I'm I'm bloody sure, JK, with Darren at the Leeds match, I compared, I said that Havertz is like a modern day Clive Walker. And he, and he looked at me, thought about it, and then laughed his head off. But the point I was making was that Havertz scores incredibly important goals all of the time to the future of the club. But fuck all else, just like a certain Clive Walker did, you know. But um, I think Havertz, I think, I think, I've always believed there's a player in Havertz. There's something about him I like, although he frustrates the shit out of me. You're right about Mendy or Mondi. Um, the, 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 the issue there will be whether he signs the contract or not. What worries me more, as we've been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks, is that they... Or Bowley decides to cash in on a lot of the, the homegrown players because it's pure profit. So that means Mount's a jeopardy and so is Connor. But I think that would be it, it would be criminal to get rid of those guys when there are far more other players there that need to be moved on. Um, and I like the point he says about the, um, I'm sure you've tried how this isn't the time for us to disappear like Liverpool did for 30 years. And there is an argument. There are some people saying, no, nah, you've got, you know, you've got to go down to come up. You know, we've had a, a good time for 20 years and, you know, we've done really well. I'm sorry. That isn't my argument at all. My argument for this would be you carry on um, 
at that level of of excellence and and regroup, get new players in. You don't get rid of all the success that you've had for the last 20 years and somehow accept the fact that, you know, all clubs go through a um, a bad time. I'm sorry, that's it doesn't matter who the owners are. You 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 maintain the level as much as you possibly can. Um, and you don't accept that this is a, a kind of blip because blips can indeed last, as you've said with Liverpool there, James, for 30 years. And we're not having that with Chelsea. I'm sorry. I'm not accepting that, you know, you have to go with the process. And if we go through several years of not winning in anything, that's just the way it is. I'm sorry. That isn't. And I also don't think that the, the owners believe that either. Well, I think I think that's the crux of it. I mean, I, there, there are elements of that argument that I do agree with, which, which is that football is cyclical. You can't be good all the time. You can't win everything every time, all the time. But I do. I also would admit, JK, that that's that's an argument based on history. Whereas actually the game has changed so fundamentally because of the money involved with it. And I think once you hit a critical mass, which is what Chelsea have done in the last 20 years to put us into one of the elite European clubs, and then if you keep putting the money into it, which we will, it makes the whole model entirely different from when you and I were growing up in the 70s yeah. and the 80s when when everybody, it was, oh, it was after you, Claude, it's your turn for 10 years. And then it was, oh, you know, it, I don't think that game exists anymore. So I agree with you as well that actually we should be able to to rebuild, change the whole way we're doing everything and still compete, you know. And I think this year, for example, we should have been going deep in the cup competitions and we maybe have even picked up some sort of a trophy in one of the cups and we should have been in the top four. I, th- I think the fact that we haven't has been disgraceful, frankly, in spite of the fact that there are, I would accept, uh, there are a lot of excuses. Well, like, excuses are the wrong word. I think there is mitigation for it. I mean, the huge amount of injuries, the instability at the club, changing the manager all of these things do come into it and I accept that but you know I think JK's point is is still on point you know that we're a massive club we've got huge resources money wise a huge playing squad some very very good players and we should have been competing this season in spite of everything but there you go maybe we're just a bit harsh because we're old but there you go very old very 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 old I'm very cold as well old and, and cold I've got a cold. Olden now. and colden. Yes. Right, okay. Email number four from Jay Lalji. Uh, dear Chidge and JK, first, a huge thank you for the hours you guys put in each week for us Blues fans. Your discussions, heated or otherwise, mainly heated, Jay, to be fair, have made this dreadful season tolerable. It's funny that, isn't it? We get this, I mean, we. I mean, bless our hearts, we've been doing this. By the way, Jay, it's almost our 15th anniversary in about a month's time and uh so we believe it or not considering this was the golden period of chelsea we have been through a few slumps rafa sarri to name but two Mourinho's palpable discord and actually the worst chelsea play the more people seem to appreciate this show for some reason i i still can't figure out why but it does seem to be the case so thank you for your kind words uh second with the ongoing debate about graham potter's competence and the error of firing tommy tuchel I keep thinking of the what-if moments that have led to Chelsea being where they are now. Oh, this is a cracker. I've isolated three incidents. If these had gone the other way, I think Thomas Tuchel would still be with us. Do you know what, Jay? Funnily enough, I was talking to my mate Paul uh, at the Dortmund game last night, and he was saying much the same thing as this, so it would be interesting to see if you came up with the same thing. Uh, I think TT would still be with us and would have benefited from the huge spending we've seen this season. One. 
the 2022 Caribou Cup final, the ludicrous VAR decision to rule out, out Lukaku's winner. If that had gone uh, the other way, it would have been another trophy for Thomas Tuchel and a much-needed boost for Romelu for the rest of the season. Very good point. Uh, the Spurs match in August. Anthony Taylor's criminal refusal to penalise Romero for tugging Cucurella down by his hair, resulting in Spurs' goal and us being denied a totally deserved win. Conte's injury in that game has also proved massive for us, absolutely. Of course, Taylor basically admitted he was a useless Gareth in his newspaper column later that week. Unforgivably so, uh, Jay, absolutely. The dirty Leeds match in August. Eduard Mendy's blunder leading to Leeds' first goal. That error effectively handed Leeds the impetus. Until that point, we'd been on top. But the yeah. reaction following the 3-0 defeat went a long way to sealing Tuchel's fate. Uh, all three were knife-edge moments. Heartbreaking to think of the season we could have had if they'd swung our way. Thanks again for the fan cast and JK's brilliant fan bites. Jay. Oh, Jay. Jay, thank you, mate. Thank Absolutely. you. It's interesting to think that in the Leeds game, if Sterling had scored in, the, I think, the very first attack we had when he was left on the own, on his own at the edge of the penalty area, and he just attempted to curl it in, if you remember, by the the the, uh, the right-hand post, when, in fact, he should just have tapped it. Because there was, you know, the, he had the, everybody at his mercy, the goal at his mercy, and he, he'd got into such a position. And yes, once again, the whole game would have gone in a completely different direction. Um, but yeah, the, the Taylor's decision was absolutely appalling. I, I, and how on earth do you justify that and carry on refing? There is just so no no transparency within that environment. I, I absolutely despair. They're just getting worse and worse, referees. Um uh, and yeah, once again, another refereeing decision, ludicrous VAR decision. Yeah. And you wonder, as you absolutely as you say, how it would what it have done for his head, scoring the winning goal in a cup final. Intriguing. Well, I mean, yeah, you, you, I agree. They're you, all they're all top, top, top moments, aren't they, Chid? They are indeed. And I think there are more. Funnily enough, the one that Paul mentioned, which I was alluding to earlier on, he he thinks the pivotal moment in the season was really um you know, as we have often said, the Juventus match when Chilwell gets injured, and we were brilliant that night. It's the best I've seen us play for years. And uh, we were at the time we were top of the league, top of the Premier League. And he thinks that, that Chilwell not got injured, and then James and all the rest of it, we may well have won the Premier League that season. And he thinks that Tuchel never would have been fired if that had been the case. But yeah. what I have to say to both Paul and did say to Paul, and and I'll say to Jay now, this is presuming that Tuchel got fired because results were shit. And I am not convinced that he did. I think he got fired. Well, there are reasons apparently that none of us will ever know as to why he got fired. that have absolutely diddly squat to do with football. But what we do know is that he didn't really get on with the ownership and they wanted their own man in. So I don't think that had anything to do with the football. So, hey, he could have won the Premier League. He'd have won the FA Cup and the Caribou Cup final. He, we could have beaten Spurs and Leeds, and he might still have got the, the heave-ho. But I think they would have... Fa- I mean, put it this way. We all know how owners work. You know, if they don't like you, you have to deliver them an excuse. And losing is always a very good excuse to get rid of a manager, isn't it, JK? Yeah. And I think the um, it's easy to um, somehow make out that his last season in charge and the beginnings of this season were disastrous and that he deserved to go. And they seem to be 
missing the point you know he got us to two finals and uh um and we only won the champions league you know recently so you're being very harsh if you just think that um he wasn't a good manager i mean completely absurd i don't, I, think, don't think jay jay is loving him actually i think oh, no 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 yeah, I'm, but, I'm, but, but that's what oh, there, is, there is some revisionism going I, on though you're right about that it's pissing yeah, me off yeah, actually yeah 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 yeah, yeah. because they, they trot out a whole series of of um lack of achievement and he wasn't and he couldn't get anybody to score and particularly the beginning of the season and the loss against um uh, uh leipzig um at the very beginning of the uh, um, the away loss as somehow a reason for his being sacked and you just want you know i'm sorry i'm sorry that was... it's funny this whole revisionism i think this is a a sickness in 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 modern society you know that the way people like i mean you could i, I mean I'll give you an example, right? I, I, I put no political allegiance into this, just observ- observing what's happening at the moment in America. When you had the thing on the January the 6th when they all the nutters kind of like tried to ransack the Capitol building, it's now being spun by the other side as something completely different. And we see this all the time over here, you know, with Brexit. Oh, you know, they don't remember the, the rumble about it. Oh, and it's all fantastic. I think there's a, there's, a, there's a constant rewriting of history, revisionism that's going on in kind of real time these days. And, you yeah. know, and I mean, Tuchel did all of the things that we said. So he won the World Club Cup, the Super, uh, the Super Cup. Yeah. We were top of the league. We humped uh, Juventus. Um, we still, well, and then it all went pit tits up. If you remember, we had all the injuries, Chilwell and James being the, the, the two obvious ones. Lukaku fucks it all up. And, and Conte, of course. Conte injured two. Lukaku fucks it all up. And then we, we had to play too many matches. We were fucked over by the COVID stuff that was still going on. And then, and then we had the whole sanctions coming in when they had no money and Tuchel had to take front. All of these things going on. And he still got us to a cup final, which we lost by a Nats cock, and a Caribou Cup final, which we lost by a Nats cock. Uh, several Nats cocks, according to Jay. He's completely right. And, um, and, you know, if it hadn't been for Mendy's blunder at home, we would, have, we would have booted the eventual winners, Real Madrid, out of the Champions League. So he did that against a backdrop of injuries, uh, uncertainty, instability, you know, all yeah. of these things. You know, so the same kind of excuses that we're trotting out for Potter at the moment, injuries, instability, change, and all the rest of it. Potter still got us, and he, and he finished top four, we should hasten to add. So, you know, I'm not having the revisionism that Tuchel was shit. Simple as. Now, um, we are going to have a quick break. Uh, but before we do that, I need to uh, alert you to the big Stamford Bridge sleep out on the uh, 25th of March 2023, because I will be sleeping on a very. In fact, I'll tell you what, I was there last night and I looked at the East Stand, JK, and I thought, oh my God, it's fucking cold in there, isn't it? <laughs> you know, I remember it last time. The wind howls through there. It's grim. And I'm going to be sleeping on that cold concrete floor in nothing. But my nakedness and a sleeping no, bag. No, no, you're not going to be just open to the elements, are you? No, no, I, no I, mate. I should be wearing a coat and long johns and a oh. woolly hat and big thick oh. socks, mate. I'm not going to fuck about. That's for sure. Very um, good. And actually, the the encouraging thing is, as Mark was saying on Monday, there's about 150 odd who are going to be sleeping. So hopefully, I'll find somebody nice and warm to snuggle up to. So be oh. be warned. I when snore. Doubt, about- I snore. By the way, so you won't like it. Uh, but when in doubt, though, about six of you could all just, you know, yeah. just. Like dog-like, yeah. just be on top of each other, you yeah. know, like a little little pack, like a pack, yeah, yeah, little pack in the corner. You we, know? we can be the wolf pack in the corner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, first, first rule: snuggle up. If that doesn't work, start eating everybody. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. survival, isn't it? 
Yeah, that's allowed. Yeah, the yeah. other thing is, I intend to get quite battered in the pub beforehand, so hopefully I'll just like conk straight out. But uh, no, it is hard work, mate. I tell you, this is the point. You know, we do it when it's horrible and cold, just to have a bit of sympathy for uh, with those who you know also uh, have to do it you know regularly because they don't have any choice um i'll also be doing my tales from the shed from the fire pit i've got to kind of figure out a time to do that before because obviously i can't do it on the night but anyway cutting a long story short number one i am i mean i'm truly truly overwhelmed and utterly utterly humbled at the huge amount of donations and some of the huge donations that i've had from the people who listen to this show and also actually jk because i don't get a chance to do i can't i haven't figured out how you can reply to these people on just giving but some of the comments that they've been making are just wonderful, wonderfully supportive, uh, not just of the fact that I'm off to do this, but but also of uh, really kind words about the show. So I'm, I'm, I'm honestly really touched by you all. I think you're fucking superb people, I have to say. Uh, the role of honour, as it stands at the moment, is Chris Mahoney, Patrick H, Damian Bush, Sean Parry, Silas Bartlett, Russell... Andrew Goldstone, Joe Mingola, Lee Beaver, who we mentioned earlier on, Loz Barnes, who we mentioned earlier on, Caroline Walters, Tony Skeen, David Lotzer, Carol Hope, Philip Darrell Middleditch, Trey Bertelson, Bert Cubed, I know who you are. Bert, thank you for the beers via Ernie, by the way. Uh, Pierre, Chad Harris, Brian Justman and Benji. You are all absolutely superb. Uh, if anybody else wants to... Uh, Sponsor me for the big sleep out. Um, it is justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash David hyphen Chigi one. Uh, but there are many other people doing it, uh, many of whom you will know. So do you know what? It doesn't matter which one of us you sponsor as long as you sponsor one of us, because it's all going to a very good cause, which, of course, is the Stoll Foundation, who look after homeless veterans, people who've uh, served uh, the armed forces, quite often got injured in the call of duty, and certainly are suffering from mental health issues as a result, many of them. So it's a very, very worthy cause. And, of course, they're our next-door neighbours, JK. Yes, it's a, it's a terrific cause, Chidge. And um, uh, let's hope it's not too cold, though, at the moment, with the way the temperature's going, I think you're in for uh, but a very cold one. Can you take a hot water bottle? Well, no, no, because... Let, where, where should... yeah. Exactly. But I'll tell you what you can get, which I, I didn't even use, because last time I did it... Last time I did it there, it was cold. I, I've been doing it in my garage recently, and I, mean, I cheated a bit actually because I've got a, I've got a heater in the garage, so I, I left that on. So that wasn't too bad. I also had a I had an air bed too, which is also cheating. I don't think I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go commando, not commando as in not wear anything, but I'm gonna like <laughs> I'm gonna. We keep going back to this um, image of you lying naked. You I know. know. I no, I'm 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 not going to have the comforts that I had here. But you can get these kind of uh, hand and feet warmers from kind of uh, out, yes, yes, out, yeah, which you you break yeah. and then they they keep your feet warm. So I'm going to go armed with a whole load of those. Put some down my trousers, possibly keep my gonads warm. Too I'm, much information. Chidge. Yeah, possibly too much information. Maybe we should go for a break, J.K. Yeah, good. Yeah, let's do that. Chidge, do you mind if I just go and have a wee? <laughs> we haven't started the bingo yet. <laughs> <laughs> JK. Yes, Chidge. You know how frustrated we get when we can't get a ticket to an away match and it's not on the telly? Oh, yes. Oh. Well, I think I found the answer. You have? I have. It's NordVPN, and it allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. Oh, that sounds great. How do they do that? Well, with just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match. Oh, 
Isn't that a bit risky, though? I wouldn't want people getting their hands on my personal details. No problem, JK. NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. But uh, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month. And you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, mate. Oh, indeed it is, Chidge. Where do I sign up? To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast. This is the In Off The Post show where JK and myself, Stanford Chidge, trawl through the Chelsea Fancast mailbag from this week. Uh, JK, we have another email. R- Ricky Wisman. Is this Wisman or Wiseman? Well, I Chidge? don't know. It could be either, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah let's say Wiseman. Uh, hello, Mr Chidge, Mr Kid, and wonderful guests. Well, the guests are all wonderful, Ricky, I agree. But there isn't one. It's just me and Chidge and... Um, I'm sorry to let you down, but that's the way it is. Um, my theory on um, Mr. Chelsea Mason Mount's contract situation. Good. This should be interesting. This should be interesting because I am beginning to suspect that if he doesn't get his finger out, um, he may be on his bike because I'm wondering whether they actually need him anymore. Uh, the way things are going at the moment. But once again, what do we know? Well, what do I know? Um here we go. There are a lot of people and media sources saying he and the club are held up on Mount's contract because they haven't yet reached an agreement on wages and that Mason wants to be paid in gold. No, no. Mason wants to be paid on Sterling's level. This is often packaged in a way that makes Mason out to be some greedy, undeserving rat. And I just can't understand how people could buy into this narrative. I haven't seen that narrative. Necessarily. I think that's a that's a what you call it. Isn't it? That's um, a social media narrative, isn't it? However, it seems our trusted CFC journalist friends have shot this theory down pretty much. Yeah, although I'm sure he's fighting for as much as he can get and understandably so, given how much he's done for us so far in his young career. Yeah, I agree. He has been great. My speculation is that Mason is fighting for something bigger and much more important, the well-being of the club. I believe he's seen how this new era for Chelsea has started and isn't entirely happy with some of the moves the new owners have taken. And he's worried about the direction we might be heading. We all know Mason is Chelsea through and through, and I bet he'd love to stay here. But if the new ownership is going to tank the club, he probably doesn't want to be dragged down with it. Yes, I would agree with that completely. Um, however, the the performance of last night has slightly disrupted um, all of these views. Uh, and probably even for him. Um, and I wonder what the mood is like in the camp today. 
Uh, but we'll we'll discover what happens against Leicester at the weekend, of course, because uh, if it uh, if we do play the return like, of the spunk trumpets, I was about to say exactly that. Chich. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Martin Wickham's excellent, excellent word to describe it. Um, anyway, carrying on. I hypothesise that in this contract talks right now, he's trying to get confirmation the club has plans in place in areas like the coaching stroke manager role. I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure that he'd be able to have any uh, sway over that recruiting and fan culture that would ensure Chelsea remain Chelsea in the years to come and doesn't get deformed into some American franchise, cultureless, unrecognisable version of the club in which the owners just squeeze money out and leave football to rot like the Glazers have done for so long. I'm not getting that impression, though, that that's what Bowley would like to do, actually. I think he... He, uh, the fact he's been in attendance to all the games makes me appreciate that he is a fan. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll go that way at all ever. I just think it's um, it's whether they have the the correct vision at the moment. I think is the question. Anyway, um, I don't think uh, I don't think Mace wants the power that Mbappe has at PSG. But I think he has the club and community's best interests at heart, wants to make sure we're building for another era of titles of one of England and Europe's finest clubs, because he doesn't just care about the money like some members of the team and the wider football community do. It's 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 difficult, actually, to. It's difficult to to appreciate what's going on in his mind and what would be in the contract. I'm not convinced that he would have such a far reaching um series of of clauses in a contract uh and, and it may just be down to money and appreciation but he may be stalling because he's trying to see which way the club is going as you've said and um uh because of last night's result it's it's uh thrown the um the cat among the pigeons it's thrown the the moggy amongst the um uh the the, the uh the geese um Anyway, carrying on. Um, I'd love to hear everyone's thoughts on this theory. It's, if it's possible, if they agree, if he's overstepping as a player. Um, and, and I'm giving you my thoughts. I think I'm giving them. I am, aren't I, Chidge? You They're are. Coming out. They, I am. Um, I'm from California. Lovely place. I have friends there. And I've been a Chelsea fan for about 13 years now. I went to the bridge in the summer of 2013 with my family, but couldn't see a game or take a stadium tour, unfortunately. I was able to hop into the stadium store, at least, though. In a month, I'll be heading across the pond for the Man United, if it doesn't get rescheduled, Brentford and Arsenal games. Oh, fantastic. Good for you. I saw Chelsea play in the American pre-season tour in 2016 and 2022. 2022 wasn't one of the great experiences, was it? But these will be my first real Chelsea games, and I'm beyond excited. I hope you have a fabulous time, and I hope we win, Ricky. Love and appreciate the work you all do to provide us with the marvellous and unrivaled Chelsea content. Thank you, mate. Keep it up and come on, you blues. Ricky, well done. Terrific. Terrific idea to to talk about Mason this way. And yeah, we, some... we've not really done it. Have we haven't we? done it. No. First person to do it. First person to do it. Really, really on the ball stuff. Um, but what do you think, Chidge, about, about, about him? Well, it's, it's, I think the trouble, Ricky, is that, you know, in, in, in the absence of any real substantive information we're all we're all bound like you to to try and fill in the gaps you know which is understandable I mean look I, I think Mason Mount is an incredibly important uh, player for Chelsea Football Club not just because of 
what he's done on the pitch for us for all but most of this season, where he, he has, by his own admission, been in, in poor form, and I'm sure there are many reasons for that. I like to think it's because he's exhausted, because he's played so many matches in the last two or three years. Um, but it's also down to a new manager, new formation, new setup. Maybe he's got a bit of a mental hangover from the World Cup. Maybe he's got a mental hangover from the huge change in the club. I mean, if you think about it, if I make an analogy, uh, Chelsea, for kids like Mason Mount, who've been there since they were eight, are almost like a surrogate parent as a club. So he spends his entire childhood with one parent, and then suddenly that parent leaves and he gets adopted by somebody else. You'd be a bit unsettled too, wouldn't you? And I think all of these new players coming in have not helped either. But it's 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 a terribly sad and poor timing for Mount to be in poor form at a time of huge change at the club and also bringing in a lot of players who appear to be, in some instances, in his position and with a new manager who may not... I mean, you know, we, we established on the show the other week that Potter doesn't press like Tuchel did at all and of course Mount was the lead presser in Tuchel's Chelsea so I still think he also needs to nail down what his particular role is and again you know if if Mason Mount is a number eight then he's going to operate best as a as a number eight and a four three three and you know at the moment Chelsea are still very much a, a three four three three five two side judging from how well they played against uh Borussia Dortmund and certainly Leeds as well so it's really up in the air for him as far as the contract's concerned Ricky we just don't know I mean my own view on it is that he's not asking for the obscene amount of money that uh, the uh, the the press would have you believe he's ridiculously underpaid compared to some of the bozos that pretend to perform for the club week in week out he certainly deserves parity with some of them again I think he's just really a victim of poor timing because Reese James got his contract signed when he did and then Mason's got to come after him so you know they're offering a very long-term contract there are disadvantages to players of of having a very very long contract Uh, they're definitely trying to keep the wages down so he's also a victim of that whether he I mean I, I, I agree with you to a certain extent that Mason has got you know a lot of love for Chelsea having grown up there and I think he does care about the place the club the people there and us too he's always the first to come to the uh the Chelsea supporters to to applaud us etc 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 he gets the culture of the club but don't don't be under too many illusions rookie he, he's a professional footballer at the end of the day and I have no no problem with Mason looking after himself and looking after his own interests we we all do that in our career and and, and as we should to a degree um so he's trying to get the best deal that he can uh, it might be if it's a very long con- a long contract being offered the last chance he'll get to negotiate a contract until he's you know in his almost 30 so you know he needs to get the best deal that he can um and i also understand that one of the things that is delaying it is not necessarily the uh, the wage structure structure it's more to do with image rights and all the other things that come in with these contracts these days they're they're complicated processes and at the end of the day, I wouldn't be too worried because this is what a negotiation is all about. You and I, when we negotiate a contract with our employer, it's all kept behind closed doors. The trouble with footballers is that it gets leaked out here, there and everywhere. So it's very much in the public gaze, which I don't think helps either. Bottom line, Ricky, I personally love Mason Mount. I think he is superb for this football club. I think he's increasingly important now as a link to the culture of the club at a time when there's so much change, so many new people, including the owners, coming in so I think he's important to 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 retain that sense of identity of who we are and what we're about 
Uh, I, I think he should be captain. I think he's a future captain. I think I love Reese James, but I think he's more of a leader than Reese. So I really want him to stay. The thought of him going to somebody like Liverpool makes me want to fucking weep. It would be criminal if we let that happen. But at the end of the day, you know, the club is a business and, and uh, Mason is an adult. If they don't come to agreement, then I'm sure he will be off. And if that's what he feels is best for him, then that's best for him. Won't be best for us, I guarantee you that. But I think it, you know, that's what it might be for him. I think JK makes an, an interesting point that with all the flux and the change that's going on, I mean, he, he kind of wryly said earlier on, well, we might not need him anymore. Um, I'd like to quiz him about that. Quiz away, Chidge. Quiz away. I just did. Oh, was that it? That was my cue. Why do you it? think we don't need him? Um, I fear he may be overcome by events. I think if he doesn't get in the side, he ceases to be a regular. Um, uh, the manager may make a decision to cash in on him. This is the club, Mike. Okay, well, let, let's let's analyse that. Okay, let's think about. Let's. We can only do what we know right now, which is who we have in the current squad. So, I think he. You're right. He's a victim of the fact he plays in too many positions, and he's a victim of the fact that they're bringing in a, a, an endless number a, array of, shall we say, number tens or wingers. Right? Same old well, fucking same old. Express better than me. Well, so said. let's let's work from the top. Mason Mount or Kai Havertz. Uh. Well, it depends on the position. You'd obviously still have Havertz. Let's assuming that they both playing kind of slightly uh, behind the striker roles. You'd you'd pick Havertz. Let's presume he's going to be in the side. Let's 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 rather than do it in terms of positions. Let's say maybe I Havertz. shouldn't have started with Havertz. That was a, a schoolboy error. Okay, Mudrick, slightly different players, but you'd have. I'm, I, do you know what? I'm going to do it now because it'd be quicker. I'd have him ahead of Mudrick because he's been there, he's done it, he's actually proved proved his worth. Mudrick hasn't yet. Uh, uh, Whitey Wakey, same same thing. New player, we don't know about him yet. Pulisic, that's a fucking no-brainer. Ziyech, it's a fucking no-brainer. Sterling, Sterling's all on reputation and history. He has not performed anywhere near what he is supposed to be this season for us, which is the, the transformative player in the team transformative my ass. I'd have Mason ahead of Sterling all day, every day of the week. Who else have we got left? But, but just, won't it be done on current stats? Well, I d- don't get into done. the whole stats thing. Just talk about it as a football supporter. Come on, you've well, got your a eyes. Football, as a football supporter, of course you wouldn't. Well, I'm not suggesting I want him to go. I'm not. I'm suggesting... I'm saying what that, we think about who, where he stands in the rank of Chelsea. I'm not doing it on stats. I'm I'm on, current, on current performance, Chidge, you wouldn't pick him. No, you wouldn't. So, but form so is temporary, sense, class is permanent. I know, but in a sense, comparing him with um, these other players at the moment is... is but I think you, this is the point, you can't J.K. compare him with Mudrick. They're not going to get rid of Mudrick because... No, no, Mudrick no, no. no. Is, I know that. I know that. I'm, they're I'm, not going to get rid of any of these new players that have I, come I, in. I totally accept that. But what I'm saying is, is that you can't just look at this season. You need to look at the, hit, the whole period... I agree. I agree completely. Because but... you, if you can't, for example, just hang, hear me out. If you can't make a decision on Mudrick and Mudaweki right now, of course you can't. They've been there two weeks. Of course you can't. By the same token, you can't make a decision and a judgment on Mason Mount based on the fact that he's been in poor form this season. You need to look at it as a whole and what he's done for this club. And then it's a question of, do you believe that he still has the potential to go on and do better or not? And if you don't, well, that's your decision as a, as a coach, isn't it? I, I think he's been deeply affected by playing so many games. I uh, but I also think... I also think his um, 
his being played out of position by Potter hasn't helped. But his his as I think it's it's like kind of you know chicken and egg. What what um, uh, has he been affected by the manager not using him properly, and has his enthusiasm and confidence thus been hit? Because what we have been seeing is a complete shadow of his former self. Now the dilemma is is if they're going to make a knee jerk reaction to getting rid of people, he might get you know if he get they get a very decent bid from. Um, and he's having stalling over the contract. He had a very decent bid from Liverpool, um, you know, 80 million or something. They might go, OK, we're happy to do that. We're happy to get rid of him for that money um, uh, because they might make an argument that they he isn't necessary given the players they brought in. But I'm really playing devil's advocate to a great extent here, Chidge, because, of course, I'd want him to be in. Of course, yeah, 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 we, yeah. Must, we must judge him over. The, the previous excellent performances. But in the same way, you'd like to be able to judge Pulisic on his pre-injury performances when he was excellent, but he has, hasn't has turned up since. I mean, there is a big difference because he hasn't turned up since, whereas um, Mount has been uh, has, has been in and out terrific. So um, uh, I, I fear that given the current um, uh, atmosphere, the current... Um, climate within the club that if he stalls over a contract their immediate reaction will be to to cash in on him i mean the, the one the one thing that does worry me that that, that i you know the, the sustaining in a, in a sustaining sense is that you know they've got to meet for ffp uh criteria we know that and the thing is, is that selling players that other clubs want and making pure profit on them will be very attractive to this lot. And, you know, if, if Liverpool pay 80 million for Mason Mount, that's 80 million straight in the bank, you know, because they've yeah. not had to pay for him. So it's, a, it's pure profit. And that's what worries me about Mount and Gallagher. I mean, yeah. you know, we've all been around a long time. Mate, I, I cried when Ray Wilkins left. I cried when Pat Nevin left. And I was an adult when Pat left. You know, but we recover. Players come, players go. You know, we're the only constant. But I, I really, I really do think if they get rid of Gallagher and uh, and Mount, that's it's a real hammer blow to the to the spirit and the culture of this club. And I, I will be very upset. But we'll recover. I, I cried when Keith Weller went. Did you? <laughs> did yeah, yeah. Um, Keithy, but, Keithy Weller, uh, Keithy uh, Weller uh, on uh, the uh, wing. Um, I'm gonna sneeze again. I'm so sorry. Uh. Oh. Bless you. Right, let's get on with the show. George Spencer. What? Very quickly. Very quickly. Very quickly. Um, um, um. Uh, uh, the current performances. If he comes in and then plays really well, it it makes all of these arguments um very difficult to 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 to, to have an angle on them because because uh, Conor Gallagher last night was brilliant. And uh, you then look at him and think they cannot possibly get rid of him. So um, uh, it's going to be terribly difficult if they do wish to get. Well, there are some players, as we've established, that you know need to need to disappear. But there will be others that it's going to be uh, if they do get rid of them. We are going to be complaining. There will be a couple on the list. I think that we will be aghast at. But I think they'll they'll do it because they need to reduce the size of the squad. They do. So right. Um, George Spencer, my turn. Gia Chigi, yeah. JK and guest, not applicable if this is in off the post. Very well observed, George. At last, at long last, a win. This win was a bit like 
a stagecoach bus. You wait for ages for it, and when it does turn up, it's smaller than you would have liked. Still, three points are three points, especially against dirty leads. Bastards. And Spurs spurs it up twice in a week. However, the pressing issues are still there, namely the continuing selection of Havertz. Although, to be fair, George, I know you wrote this before the Dortmund game. He was excellent against Dortmund, especially in the striker role where he is particularly ineffective and the negative substitutions. The back three was a welcome sight and Wesley showed us how much we missed him. The question remains, however, has Potter turned a corner or is he still one defeat away from the barman at the last chance saloon calling time? Now, that's it. We will return to that. Uh, No such success for Winchester City, who suffered a 6-1 drubbing at the hands of Swindon Supermarine, although the referee, who looked a lot like Vladimir Putin, denied them three stonewall penalties. Two waved away, one given as a free kick despite being two yards inside the box. Bloody hell, George, that's awful. Uh, While giving Supermarine an early penalty despite it being an obvious dive. And it's only league leaders, Western Supermare, next. It sounds to me, uh, George, that your beloved, our beloved Winchester City are having a Western Supermare this season. Uh, right, a couple of additional oh, things. Clever, oh, clever. Yeah, thank you, I think. Oh, wow, wow. A couple of additional things to this week's email. Firstly, here are my Bellend Door winners. Uh, I like that, George. Bellend Door winners. I like that. We might incorporate that into our season uh, end of season uh, review show. Uh, for each season since Roman took over. 2003-04, Claudio Ranieri, mainly for the subs against Monaco. Uh, 04-05, third, Adrian Mutu. Second, Rafael Benitez. First, Luis Garcia. 05-06, third, Terja Hauger. Second, Rafa Benitez. First, Lionel Messi. 06-07, third, Abu Diaby, second. Ibrahima Sonko, first. Stephen Hunt, absolutely right. I don't think we quite spelt his name correctly there, though, George. Uh, 0708, third. William Gallus, second. Didier Drogba, sorry, Didier, but you cocked up big time. Uh, obviously, this was in Moscow. First, the Moscow groundsman. Very good, George. 0809, I'll give you three guesses and the first two don't count. Third, Patrick Collins, UEFA. Yeah, I remember that. Second, Andreas Iniesta, uh, Barca in general. First, uh, Tom Henning Overbro, 0910. Third, Michael Tugendhat, stroke the media. Second, Carlos Tevis. First, Craig Bellend. Very good, George. Uh, 10-11. Third, Ron Gawley, binning off Wilkins. Second, Ron Gawley, sacking Carlo. First, the officials in the first leg against United, not checking that their radios were working before the match. Uh, 11-12, third, Chris Foy, Rio. Second, the press, the FA. First, AVB, Network Rail, for having engineering works on the day of the trophy parade. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, That's a shame. I I managed to make it from Munich, but there you go. Uh, 2012-13, third, Mark Clattenburg, Charlie Morgan, a.k.a. the Swansea Ball Boy. Second, Luis Suarez. First, Rafa Benitez. Rafa gets picked a lot, doesn't he? Uh, 13-14, third, Mike Dean. Second, Steve Gerrard. First, Luis Suarez. Uh, 14-15, third, Stan Collymore. Second, Ashley Barnes. First, the infamous five. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. 15-16, third, Jose Mourinho. Second, Tottenham. First, Mark Clattenburg. 16-17, third, Tottenham slash Diego Costa. Second, Professor Ellis Cashmore. Claim that we should have been deductive at enough points to give Spurs the title for Terry's farewell. Yeah, I, I've interviewed Ellis. 
He's actually quite a reasonable bloke, but he's a bit weird. Uh, he also wanted us booted out of the CL for the actions of the infamous five and also suggested England be kicked out of the World Cup for suggesting Russia didn't bid fairly. Doesn't say much for university education in this country. <laughs> Spot on, George. First, Anthony Taylor. 17-18. Third, Alvaro Morata. Second, Timmy Bakayoko. First, Deli Alley. 18-19. Third, the RMT for going on strike during our Europa League games. Dan Levine for dancing to Collymore's tune. Second, Stan Collymore. First, Maurizio Sarri. 1923rd, Neil Ferguson for his dodgy data. Second, Liverpool. First, Anthony Taylor. 2021, third, Independent Sage for wanting lockdown to last forever. Second, Neil Ferguson. First, VAR. 2021-22, third, Liverpool. Second, Liverpool fans. First, the Conservative and Labour parties represented by Madnads. And Chris, Captain Underpants, Brian. Bryant, even. Oh, I love it. I'm loving your work, George. I love your work every week, actually. Bless your little heart. You are brilliant. Finally, what is your biggest Chelsea regret? Ooh, good question. Mine is either not going to the trophy parade in 2012, thanks largely to the engineering work south of Basingstoke, or not going to the Europa League semi-final against Basel, despite tickets being on general sale, owing to iffiness about Southwest Trains' late-night services. Until next time, up the Chelsea, George Spencer. Uh, what was I going to return to? Well, we'll do Potter in a minute. But let's do... What's your biggest regret, JK? Um, I have too many, Chidge. One at random. doesn't have to be the biggest. <sighs> Leaving the Chelsea podcast? Not what <laughs> yet. Yes, the way you behave towards me. Um, uh, not watching Chelsea more in uh, nineteen sixty six. That's very good. That's very good. Oh God, I have so many. It's not true, but uh, I, I'll I'll do the same, George. The one that comes to mind. Uh, do you know what? I really regret not going to Porto. There you go. I really, really regret that. Uh, it was difficult for many reasons, but I really regret not being there. Missing out on seeing us win an- another Champions League will grind my gears till the day Stay I with die. You for the rest of your life. It is indeed. The rest of your life. Potter. Good, good list. Some of them, I have to say, I can't remember. Oh, I, I, no, I, it's... <laughs> You'll just have to, you know, G me up if you no. go. It's that. Oh, yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah, they're very good. They're very good. Um, very quickly on Potter. Has the what did he say? He said something very pertinent about Potter. Uh, the question remains, however, has Potter turned a corner, or is he still one defeat away from the barman at the last chance saloon calling time? I mean, I, I, I mean, I mean, we'll do this on Friday, obviously, more in more depth. But uh, I, I think you know, credit where credit's due. I thought you know, you, you can't sit there saying it's all the manager's fault when we lose. And say it's all the players doing uh, due, due, due credit when 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 we win and nothing to do with the manager. So I think he deserves a lot of credit for last night because not many many of us gave him a chance. So I I would say fair play to him. And apparently, although it was, I couldn't really see because I can't see very far when I'm at the football, but apparently he was very animated and really getting into it, which is we want to see more of. So fair play. But as I think Martin Wickham so beautifully put and J.K. put in the fan bite. We shall see, won't we? Because they turn up like a bunch of spunk trumpets on Saturday. Then I'm sure we'll all be saying, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> he's, got, he's got time off until the next um, 
Champions League game, hasn't he? He's got a reprieve, mm. an absolute reprieve, regardless of how we do in the league. Our, st- our season is not over yet. That was my f- the first thing I said to Paul last night. I said, Paul, our se- and funnily enough, I said, our season is not over. And then something you used in the fan bite. I don't know if I don't think I'd spoken to you guys at all because I was driving home. But I, the first thing I said to Paul was, you know what, Paul, we could make history again. He said, what do you mean, Chich? I said, we could be the first team to win the Champions League and get relegated. That's Chelsea for you. And he looked at me like I was mad and then ran away. <laughs> <laughs> Does that happen a lot, Chidge, do you find? Frequently, mate, frequently. Yeah. I, can, I can't understand why. All mm. right, next email. The next email is from John Kirk. Good Hi, strong Chief. good strong name there. I like that. John Kirk. John Kirk. Captain Kirk, maybe. Hey. Uh, uh, yeah. What was his first name? Anyway. Um uh, Tiberius, was it? Tiberius yeah. Gate. James um, James T. Kirk. James T. Tiberius, Tiberius Kirk. That's yeah. right, you're right. Hi Chidge JK and guest possibly. You're absolutely right, John. Nah, nah, guess. Long-time listener, first time emailing in. If the price of beating Leeds is that this Potter experiment has to carry on a little longer, then so be it. Yes. I must be said, I think we won in spite of Potter rather than because of him. His second half and game management completely baffling. Agree. Absolutely bizarre. However, I can't help but feel this is just going to be a sticking plaster to repair the broken leg that is the, in quotes, process we're having to endure for the new regime to hold on to. Unfortunately, despite the win, I still feel a huge amount of melancholy. Oh, I'm happy we won, of course, unlike some strange idiots on Twitter and talk, calling into talk shite last night who were stating they wanted us to lose. Yes, that is bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. Some of our fan base really are batshit plastics. Yes, I agree. So anyway, we've beaten dirty leads. Huzzah. However, we've got Dortmund in a couple of days. and That fills me with all the optimism of a lamb at the abattoir. Well... The lamb didn't go into the abattoir. The I lamb suppose. did not lay down in Broadway. It did not. It, it stayed outside in um, uh, Walthamstow. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I suppose all, all, we, all we can do is keep turning up supporting the team in the hope that some change will magically happen or our owners will see sense. No, I'm not hopeful either. Anyway, keep doing the top job you always do up the Chelsea, John. Thank you for writing in. the the uh, The problem is, John, as we've established, is that this this rather excellent performance against um, um, Dortmund has um, has uh, changed our perception slightly, or has it? So let's see. Once again, he has the reprieve. He's got the get out of jail card. Uh, let's see whether they manage to duplicate stuff. I mean, I'm I'm going to be intrigued about. I mean, one of the reasons, of course, is that we've we've actually um, suddenly started looking good again is because of both Chilwell and uh, and Reese James, and he's playing playing the two wing backs, which you know rather than have them both playing in a four for fuck's sake, you don't do that when you have got the two best wing backs possibly in Europe, and both of them were outstanding last night. And then you then think, as I as I said in my fan bar, if you get Kante coming back in, I have to say I don't know where Kante plays in this setup, who they drop, whatever, but. You then think this changes everything, doesn't it? Because those two are so magnificent. Uh, it really makes you realise 
what we've had to put up with, with both of them being injured. They are such terrific players. Reese James, there's a kind of imperious quality to Reese that I, I love. The, his ability, you, you're looking, you think, oh, he's got to get the ball as an attack. And he just gets it and then not only gets it, then sprays it around to, to uh, an excellent pass to a Chelsea player. Uh, top, top, top player. And Chilwell was played out out of this world last night with and also fantastic crosses and and centers and corners for fuck's sake what we've been talking about but anyway enough enough well done uh, john good uh, write in more please we'd love it we'd love it mate yeah top email john enjoyed that um right next one is from uh Robin Sinclair now I, i'm not entirely sure whether i'm supposed to be reading this out because it was me who asked robin to email me uh for reasons that will become apparent when i read it out but robin uh bless him was at the uh the paul cannibal gig on sunday and uh, had a quiet word with me uh afterwards to basically eulogize a certain jonathan kidd and here we go he says uh, hi chidge i'm rob from southampton uh we met at the troubadour the other day where my son and i had the pleasure of your company and of course that dear that of dear poor paul oh goodness me that of dear paul cannaville needless to say got sorry i got itchy now Needless to say, it was a delight. And once again, once again, thanks for organising a great afternoon. The only fly on the frozen ointment was the low temperature. So if there's another opportunity to attend, like Jonathan Kidd, who appeared to have anticipated that one's vital organs may be compromised, I'll come better wrapped up. On the subject of the great man, I'd much appreciate you referring me to the show in which he's featured. Well, he's, he's featured in every show, Robin, which I kind of did point out. But anyway, having listened to many episodes of the fan cast, I'm surprised that I appear to have missed it. But I look forward to listening to it and hope he'll be expanding on the experiences um, blah, 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 he refers to occasionally. So he does refer to many of these experiences, I think. Uh, but for me, all too fleetingly, that's largely because I shut him down robin i think but anyway, <laughs> I, I i gather he attended fulham and chelsea in his early days and that because following the team away wasn't done as much then this wasn't an unusual practice but i remain fascinated by the notion that fans could identify with two teams i do so enjoy his contributions we're around the same age so we have something of a shared perspective so it'll be particularly enjoyable to listen and learn thanks again for everything i've been following you guys for a while now and remember with particular pleasure listening in during the covid lockdown i was living in colombia at the time and used to plug in the earphones while taking exercise by marching around the front yard goodness me occasionally uh, i would look up and smile at having learned a new english expletive oops oh happy days <laughs> oops sorry robin uh, sorry we didn't stay longer at the Troubadour. It would have been nice to have stayed to chat, perhaps even with JK on the subject of how better to protect one's vital organs. But in the <laughs> end, the temperature got the better of me. Uh, there you go. Cheers, Rob Sinclair. I mean, Rob, I can't tell you how... I mean, I think it's not the first one you've been to, actually, but it was lovely to see you again. Uh, I do, do... I'm so glad you enjoyed them. I and mean, you could probably tell, we, we just love doing them. I mean, you know, to get set up there with somebody that used to watch play years ago for Chelsea is just too good to be true um i did say to you at the time and i shall reiterate uh and then jk can comment on it but we we did a whole in lockdown actually because we were bored and we had no football to talk about we did a whole series called my chelsea where i, I got every one of the people who's on the fan cast plus a load of other people that we know who, who are quite well known at chelsea to 
to really tell me all about how they became Chelsea supporters, what their favourite matches were, and all favourite players, all that kind of thing. And we had a lot of fun doing it. Um, and I certainly did one for JK. I will find where it is and I will send you a link to it so you don't have to sift through I'd like through to do it. another one, actually, Chidge. I'd like to do another I've remembered more now. You've unlocked all these memories in me. But do you, rem- it- do you remember doing the first one? Yeah, I do. I do. I remember thinking, I don't think I've talked about it very much. I mean, there's so many other things that we've, it's also through doing the um, the 50 years of Chelsea. It's, it's uh, you, you then start thinking, oh God, I did that. And I was involved in that and this and that. So, um, but yeah, no, that, that's, obviously I've uh, spent a long time talking about myself on it, which I love, as you know. So thank you. But um, yeah, so. I've got an idea. Oh, Chid. Yeah, I'll tell you after the show because I don't want anybody to nick Thank it. You. But yeah, Rob, yeah. Rob will love it. Okay, I'll, in fact, I, what I might do, Rob, when I email you the link to the Jonathan Kidd version of my Chelsea, I'll, I'll let you know what my idea is because I think you would love it. I've just come up with an idea. Great, Rob. Lovely to hear from you. I hope I hope you don't mind me reading that email out. Um, but uh, hopefully, we'll see you again soon. And your son, be great to see you. Yeah, fantastic. Well done, Rob. Thank you. Um, number nine uh, from Colin. Colin, Colin, uh, dear all, whilst wandering through the woods with the hound. <laughs> and despairing like you at Potter's, we are not worthy to be in the Champions League attitude. Yeah, it is dreadful, isn't it? My own mood was lifted temporarily when I heard mention by Mark Meehan, I think, of one of my favourite bands from the early 80s, namely the Ruts. Um, quite... Um, appropriate for the state we find ourselves in i think that said i'm writing this before the dortmund second leg and the mood may have changed you are right colin it's it's causing collie wobbles in a conundrum isn't it this uh us playing so well um i hope it's in a positive way not as least as i fear jk myself can bust on air if not you're right you're right you're right it's it's turned down my um the pressure the pressure gauge and i'm i'm just I'm just occasionally going into the red, whereas uh, before I was entirely in the red. Uh, all the best. Thanks for helping us to get through this difficult season. Yours in frustration, Colin. Well done, mate. Yes. Um, uh, how lovely that you listen to us with the hound. I yes. like that. And, and how lovely that you like the ruts, uh, Colin. Like me, uh, they are one of my favourite bands uh, from the early 80s. And I've been privileged to see them quite a lot recently they they like a lot of those bands are having a massive renaissance at the moment and they're recording and releasing new material which is fantastic the latest album is absolutely is that still richard jobson no that's the skids mate oh sorry mate oh no this is uh this is uh dave ruffy and segs and ruffy uh is a big che- well they're both chelsea fans i think but certainly ruffy is. i do apologize for my terrible punk era yeah, they're really really great bands so i'm glad you like them too Con. i love them still love them. they're really honestly mate if you get the chance to go and see them these days they, they they are a i mean i went to see the 40 the last one i went to is the 40 year anniversary of the crack where they did the crack album in in one go and it was brilliant absolutely brilliant so they are a good night out they're as good as they ever were lee hegarty is uh on the guitar these days because obviously paul fox died and uh segs uh does the vocals because of course malcolm owen died donkeys ago 1980 i believe but there you go jk what's the um the big hit that they had babylon's burning 
Yes, because I've got that on a on a twelve. Babylon burning with anxiety. That's right. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Fantastic. Love it. Great band. Uh, now that I'm afraid is. Oh, by the way, yes, uh, we are feeling very positive right now because of the Dortmund win. We're going to be talking about it. Uh, what a great segue! Because that was the last email, by the way, and it is all we've got time for. Uh, but J.K. and I will be back uh, on Friday, Friday night, uh, with the absolutely gorgeous, lovely, wonderful Alex Churchill. If she's remembered, I must ping her a message to remind her. Uh, so we'll be back for the preview show. We'll be looking ahead to Saturday's match against Leicester. And we'll be looking back at a great win against Borussia Dortmund last Tuesday, which has definitely, definitely lifted the mood, hasn't it, JK? It was a pleasure, oh. to, pleasure to be there last night. It really was. It was fantastic. But it's, um, it's, uh, it's given us another enormous series of things to discuss, talk about how the players of suddenly playing, lifted themselves, played a completely different standard last night. It was fantastic yeah, and fantastic. wonderful atmosphere. I loved it. There we go. Can't wait to talk about it on Friday with you and Alex. Now, uh, Patreon, if you like what we what we do, you can become a Chelsea Fancast patron and help us cover the costs of running all the shows. It, I mean, look, it, there's no pressure. There really, really, really is no pressure. If you like what we do and you want to bung us a few quid every month, great. If you don't, I still love you anyway. Uh, if you do, uh, you can sign up at patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. Uh, if you sign up, you will be entitled to a Kerry Dixon mini banner and you'll also be able to join our Discord group, which is great. It's like Mixler. If you've ever been in Mixler, when we when we have it, you know, do the shows live and broadcast it via that platform, it's like that 24-7. Really good people, talking a lot of sense, having a lot of fun. Great place to be. Uh, so there you go. Uh, very quickly, actually, before actually, no, I'll do the plug first. In off the post, uh, this is a special show, as you know. We do uh, read out all the emails if we don't have time to do it on a Monday. So if you, we will always we read every email out, even the ones we're not supposed to read out. That's how dedicated we are. So if you want it read out, uh, send us an email, a message on Patreon or Instagram, or tweet tweet it to us or Facebook it to us, whatever. However you want to get it to us, preferably email. Email address is chelseafancast at gmail dot com. Uh, so there you go. I just wanted to give a quick shout out. Um, I don't know if JK saw them, but I uh, obviously saw the London is Blue Boys uh, last night. It's been great seeing them when they're over. I'm just wondering, you know, they, that, since they've been over, we've won twice. You know, maybe is we there a way of kidnapping them and yeah. keeping them from. We should sign them up, keep them here permanently, because clearly they're, 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 they're the, the secret ingredient. Um, it's been great to see them over the last couple of matches. Sorry I didn't get to say cheerio to you yesterday, Brandon, but I had to whiz off and meet Ben give him his ticket uh so uh, i didn't get to say goodbye but also thank you all of you but nick particularly uh for the incredibly generous very kind words he had to say about me and the and the rest of the mob on the chelsea fancast on their show on monday it's very sweet of you and i appreciated it right jk we're done i shall see you on friday night at half past friday seven night. friday night it is good yeah looking forward to it all uh, right no i'm gonna hate the prospect of speaking to you again you I can't stand it. In fact, I'm leaving now. Goodbye. You absolute shower. Shower, stinker. You're stinker. a stinker. Absolute stinker. Lovely stuff. Thank you, everybody, for listening. See you on Friday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep it chels. Have the It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. 
Your mate's already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.